0: Good evening, J.D. Talking Sports. How's everybody doing tonight? December 28th, 2016. All right, Isaac, I got to let you go right up. I got to let you go right now. Okay, Isaac, got to let you go. Got to let you go. Now, I just read Rich Samini, ESPN. Sheldon Richardson was talking about how there was uh he was embarrassed by Brandon Marshall halftime uh, during the game. Well Brandon Marshall kinda gave a speech at the halftime to get the poots the the, the, the players motivated. You know, speed they were getting blown out. You know, actually I don't know the, the score at halftime. Yeah, they were down I think they were down. Yeah, they were getting they were getting their butts kicked. I'm gonna look up the score. And the players didn't take too kindly to it. That's basically what I got from it. They were getting beat, and uh, they were actually, okay, they're down 27 nothing to half. And he said, Marshall said his objective was to fire up the team. Not everyone took it that way. And uh, Calvin Pryor said, uh, when you're getting blown out of halftime, there's no reason to be fighting amongst each other. I think that's why the guys were upset, because we needed to be fighting against the Patriots instead of the Jets. You know, Richardson said, uh, Sheldon Richardson ripped at him after the game. He said it was embarrassing. And uh, Richardson declined to elaborate, except to say he didn't exchange words with Marshall at halftime or after the game. They actually had a heated post-game argument after a week three loss in KC. And uh, Calvin Pryor said, hey, you know, people know how Brandon can get. You know, we know the type of person he is. When he says something, he takes it a heart. He always thinks he can be a guy to lend advice and help because he's been through a lot, which I get. But sometimes how you feel can be saved for another time. And they talked about how that, you know, maybe he's losing the locker room, uh, Todd Bowles. And they don't think, you know, as I, the the daily news says that he is not, they don't expect Bowles or Mike McCagden, the GM to be uh, fired and to return. We shall see, you know, Richardson did say, he said, he said, the only thing Richardson said to him was you're the cap. You're a captain. And Marshall said most of the rant was directed at the offense, but the defense happened to be there. It didn't go over too well. And, you know, Marshall, of course, says it was good because a lot of people got involved. It was mostly for the offensive guys of being in the middle, and as boisterous as I was, other people got involved. You know, hey. And, you know, said something. he said some things could be said and blown out of proportion. Well, the Jets are not going with, uh, they're not going with, Hackenberg is not playing. They're going to go with Fitzpatrick. I was watching today the Pinstripe Bowl. How cool is that to play a bowl game in Yankee Stadium? And uh, uh Pat Fitzgerald was like, you know, he said, I'm standing on first play- base. I, you know, where's Jeter so we can, uh, you know, throw a couple balls to each other? You know, he was excited. You know, he was excited. It was freezing. I liked that Golic and his son were calling the game. Liked that a lot. Classy, cool, whatever you want to call it. Very cool. And it ends up that... uh might as well talk about it right now. Justin Jackson ran for 226. He actually had the pinstripe bowl record and then was uh, thrown back for a seven-yard loss, so I think the record went away for the pinstripe bowl, but his career high. Three touchdowns, MVP. Northwestern improved to 7-6 with a win. Pittsburgh, which is now 8-5. and They beat Clemson in Clemson, which makes me think that Clemson is going to get their butts kicked by Ohio State. I always thought Clemson this year was highly, highly overrated this year. Highly overrated. And I, yeah. And this just goes to show me, you know, Pitt played a good game, won in Clemson. I just think that Clemson is going to get their butts candid to him. They just are. We shall see. Okay, we'll see. And Justin Jackson said he was awed by the lights and monuments. He said uh, that, uh, it, you know, the, the locker room uh, was borrowed from the Yankees that really bowled over Jackson. He said, like, he said, <laughs> Derek Jeter has peed in that urinal. I thought that was pretty cool. And also uh, Pittsburgh lost uh, James Conner, who came back from Hodgkin's disease. And Nathan Peterman, their starting quarterback, they had a redshirt freshman at the end of the game. They actually took the lead, and then they had a couple of costly turnovers at the end. And it is only their third bowl win ever for Northwestern in the history of their, of their, of their school. Three times. They've only won three times in uh, bowl history. And I looked it up. I was like, what? Three times. They won the forty-eight Rose Bowl, the two thousand twelve Gator, and this year. Hey, Pat Fitzgerald, for what he does there, amazing with the with the academics of Northwest. You know it's a good school, and you know I, I love Pat Fitzgerald, and he loves the school. He you know he tried to go pro. I remember he got a tryout with the Cowboys. He said he knew right away he was that he wasn't going to make it. He just knew. Pretty cool. And I, there's two games on right now. I just saw Miami. Ends up winning the Russell Athletic Bowl, where I want to know where it was played. I'm like, "Where's this game played?" Now there's a guy playing right now. I've talked about him earlier this year. Joe Williams un- unretired. He had five straight he, he, he retired, he, his body was beat up. He came back. He had five straight, 100-yard games, and he ran for 3:32 against uh, at UCLA, a school record. He's a beast man. They started 7 and 1. Utah is now 8 and 4. They're playing Indiana and it it's it's a good game. They're playing I, th- I think they're playing at uh the Niner Stadium. But they used to play at uh what was the stadium at? Not Candlestick. It used to be Candlestick. What's the uh what's the I'm, you know, I'm blanking on uh wow. Blanking on the the San Francisco Giants Stadium. And I've been there. Been there twice actually. San Francisco man. Yeah. You know, you know when you just your mind just goes kaput sometimes. Giants Stadium, San Fan. It's San Francisco Giants. Stadium. I know I'm gonna I know this is gonna piss me off. A T and T Park. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And I think now they're playing it at uh they're playing it now at the Yeah, they're playing at and what's what's this bowl even called? This is the Foster Farms Bowl. Foster Farms Bowl. It's amazing. and that stadium and and when it was played at ATT, they didn't have a good boundary around the stadium. So they had to, you know, they went on the turf and all that stuff. I remember, but it was always kind of cool because it was always kind of rainy. You, you always do the field, would be a little muddy. I like games like that. And actually uh, today they had, uh, last night they had the, the holiday bowl and it was kind of played on, the field was, yeah, it's played at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. I knew that's where they switched it. And I liked when they played at AT&T because the field was a little muddier. They had the infield dirt and everything. It was kind of cool, but I digress. All right, lots of stuff to get to today. How about this? Now, Doug Martin was a healthy scratch for the Buccaneers, and I was like, "Well, why is he a healthy scratch? Why is he not playing?" Well, he just got suspended for four games for finally violating the league's drug policy, and he's going to enter a treatment facility today. He wasn't you know he's he got the contract, good player. I, lo- I loved him at Boise State, little powerhouse. But he did, he had a great year last year, wasn't playing as well this year. And they and they Jacquees Rogers actually was coming and playing a lot for him, a lot more for him lately. You know, hey, at least he's gonna get—he's going to a treatment facility. He's gonna get help. But four games and he's going into next season, and he probably won't be a buck anyway. So, I wonder where he'll end up next year. And it was funny—I was just talking to my dad. You know, he, Cam Newton was on TV today. He was at a kid was wearing an Auburn shirt. He rent—he he had a private jet take him to meet this kid who was getting—he was going in for some very serious brain surgery that could be life-threatening. And Cam Newton walks in. He hugs, he hugs Cam Newton, and he wouldn't let go. And my father said he was getting emotional. Tell me, telling me the story right now. He was getting emotional, how, you know, this, you know, and we, we say stuff about athletes, and we talk about Cam Newton, and we handled the Super Bowl and all that stuff. There's are people just like us, man. And on his day off, that's what he did. He went to go see a kid. I know, I know he didn't do it for the photo op. He went because the kid, you know, cared about it. I thought that was really cool. Cam Newton, much respect, much respect. Now, the Jags have brought in, as I told my dad, Tom Coughlin, and he looked, he goes, what's about this guy, how old is he? I said, Dad, I think he's, uh, I think he's 70 years old now. Is he? I think he's 71. Yeah, he interviewed for the job, man. 70. He'll be 71 in August. And I'm like, you know, hey, I, I, his wife probably says, I've had enough of your home. I mean, he's a coach. He has every dollar he's ever he's ever made coaching. Come on, he has all his money. I think I think he's all right. <laughs> and he has a foundation. He left the coach. He didn't want to leave the Giants. The Giants got rid of him. Hey, I'll tell you, they need the Jaguars need some discipline for that team, and he might just bring it for them. You never know, right? Anything's possible, right? He was sixty eight and sixty. He was the first head coach ever. Actually, a, a year before he was he was preparing for the year before they even played. was waiting for that job he went 68 and 60 went to a couple afc championship games hey we'll see you know it kind of bothers me that when i hear this stuff no offense but you know they have the rooney and all that stuff i feel like there's guys that should be given a a shot i feel like there's guys out there that should be given an opportunity to coach that's just me with the Rooney rule and all that stuff I feel there's guys out there that should be getting an opportunity no offense hey he's won two Super Bowls Mr. Coughlin I I feel there's a young guy out there that can do the job but what do I know you know and I, I don't know I, I uh, he had a year away and he still wants a coach alright we'll see what happens Steelers are going to sit Big Ben Le'Veon Bell and Brown in the season finale versus the Browns Browns could go for two straight wins I guess we'll see I, I, I just think hey you know what they don't want anybody getting hurt. There's no. It's a. No, it's a no win. Game. The game means nothing. It's not going to change the seating or anything like that. Just do what they have to do. And Mello, Mello got just got. He got he got ejected tonight for a flagrant two foul, uh, throwing an elbow uh, to Thabo, Cephalosia of the Hawks. The two need to be separated. He's out of the game. I'm checking the score right now. They were. It was early on because they're playing tonight. The Knicks are playing tonight. Knicks are up by three with thirty seconds left At the third period. Who's having a good game for the Knicks tonight? Dun, dun, dun. Porzingis has thirteen. D Rose has nineteen. That's basically it. Uh, also, Courtney leaves out with a wrist problem. Aaron Gomez has got has got in, but he hasn't done anything. Kylo Quinn, love him. Six points. I love the beard. Noah, 8 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists. All right, Noah. And Anthony had 10 before he was ejected. Porzingis, the unicorn, 13. And Vujicic, and I know I'm but- butchering that name. Two points. He's uh, playing for a lead today. Knicks got the lead. They've fallen on a hard time. Hawks are not playing as. Actually, I don't know what the... Hawks record, what do, how are the Hawks doing this year? They have a better record. 15 and 16. They were having a couple good years there. Atlanta was always that, you know, with Dominique Wilkins, they always were like good but not great. I remember when he had that shootout, Williams with Bird, during that playoff series they ended up losing, but they always were good but not great. Never. I don't think they've made a finals in forever, if they've made a finals at all. Yeah, I don't think Dominique. They never went to the finals. I don't think. I don't think the, the Atlanta Hawks. I know the St. Louis Hawks won won a couple championships, but I don't think the Atlanta Hawks have ever even been to the NBA Finals. That's. A, I'm going to look that up. Look that up in the future. All right, Mello was talking about how the Knicks need a plan on D. He said we have to figure out exactly what we're going to do. Now entering today's game, they were 26th in defensive efficiency. Allowing too many offensive rebounds, points off turnovers, and points in the paint, and needless fouls. Looks like today they're having a tough game too. Hey, they're up by three. 16 and 14 after 30 games. Let's see what happens. And Steve Smith, senior, 89% sure he's retiring after Sunday's game against Cincy. He's seventh in career passing, receiving yards. I'm sorry, receiving yards. 14,697. That's serious. 67 catches, 765 five TDs this year. He's a beast. Plays hard every goddamn game. I love him. He's got a little bit of a temper too, which you like. You like your plays. When want to have a little bit of a of a nasty streak to him. And Derek Carr, they said an extreme long shot to return for Super Bowl if Raiders make it. He will try per Ian Rappaport. The surgery went well today, but they're saying I mean Super Bowl's in six weeks from a broken fibula. I don't think that's happening. I just don't see it happening. And then I so this uh Goldberg, uh I think Jim Goldberg is that his name? UFC. He's calling UFC 207 is his last is going to going to be his last event he's calling. Oh, I just saw, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't expect to be back next year for the Jets. Nick Mangold wants to continue playing for the team. You, you, you shocked about that? No. Are we shocked at all? Mike Goldberg is will his final broadcast will be, two uh, will be two oh seven on Friday, and then Jim Rome is someone they're looking to bring in. I didn't know Jim Rome was even. Uh, hey, you know what they're try to, trying to add a little spice. It, you know they Stephen A. Smith they put on a basketball game and he got ripped. He did some commentary. They ripped him to death. You know what Jim Rome? You know when I lived in California, I tried to listen to him. Just wasn't my thing. I tried. I really did. Just wasn't my thing. Good luck, good luck, Mister Rome. I guess you're not busy enough these days. You need more stuff. You just you need, you're not you're not you're not busy enough. And all right, more power to you. Hey, if you can get the work, we were just watching Samuel L. Jackson in another commercial. Hey, you know what? If if you can get the work, if the work's there to get, take it. It's amazing. Uh, as you know, I, I'm a member of SAG, and you think about all the actors that are working, and the percentage that aren't working. They make more money than all of us combined. What are you gonna do? You know, I have to read. I, I got something with George. George Carl, he just said that Damian Lillard is tra- the trailblazers' problem and it's to blame for their struggles. I, I got to read this New York magazine. I have to find this article because, man, he the stuff he said in this book, I mean, he talked about Carmelo. He had stuff he said, what did he say today? The, the Sacramento owner of uh, Vivek, he said, an immigrant whose success in the U.S. was beyond what he could have imagined, so he believes his instincts are infallible. There's a guy who paid him basically $15 million for one year in Sacramento. I guess it wasn't enough to keep him quiet. Also on a, oh, on a DeMarco Cousins, he said, wasn't physically fit, had to take fatigue timeouts. The most disrespect disrespectful person I've ever been around. Those are some very strong words. Oh, 24 Legacy coming after the Super Bowl. Cannot Oh, can't wait. George Carlin, man, just keeps dropping bomb after bomb after bomb. Amazing. Just keeps. It's just amazing. Yeah. And uh, Richard Sherman declines to hold this weekly press conference, news conference, calls them a privilege to the media. Okay. I, you know, I just have to say, wow. Yeah. Amazing! They just uh, say whatever. Uh, they're what are they? Drunk with power? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like we're, they're drunk with power. They're drunk with power. And Villanova kept uh, was actually losing to DePaul, won by uh, three. Josh Hart, who, you know, reminds me like a Jamal Wilkes at twenty-five tonight. Pretty cool. And you know, this is terrible. Her daughter dies. Yesterday dies Tuesday, and she dies today. Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher died yesterday. Just it's very sad, very sad. Ugh. Yeah, that really sucks. Sending my condolences to the whole family. I mean, just just a mess. Ugh. And UNC played Monmouth today. Monmouth is uh, led by uh, their their coach. What's it? former. UNC basketball player. And I'm blanking on his name. You know, it's funny. Whenever I get this podcast going, I always forget their names. Monmouth basketball. What's his name? King Rice. They lost 102 to. They were only down by, I think, nine at the half. A lot, a lot of sports to watch tonight. A lot of sports. Watch the pinstripe. Watch some of the Russell Athletic Bowl. Tomorrow, I think there's three bowl games. As I said, there's bowl games on every day. But I'm pretty psyched. A lot of turnovers right now. Up. Indiana was driving, and they just had a fumble in the red zone against Utah. That's a bad play. But these teams are evenly matched. So let me see. Utah's 8-4. and four, Indiana, a lot of 6-6 six and six and 5-7 and teams in this year's bowl games. Kind of crazy, right? And NFL, you know, this is important for all of you who need to know. I, I just want to tell you. The Hall of Fame game was moved to Thursday, was moved to the Thursday before the induction ceremony. Previously, previously was played the Sunday after on the Sunday. Put in your calendars, August third, two thousand seventeen. Hall of Fame game going to play it on Thursday. I mean, I know you. I know you need to know. I know you need to know that. Also, uh, I thought really, Randy Edsall is coming back to UConn where he was a coach from 90 to 2010, six years gone. In those six years he's been gone, they haven't had a winning season. He was 74-7 and 70 at UConn. Oh, I'm sorry, 99 through 2010. Then went to Maryland, where he was 22-34. and He's coming back. I just felt, I guess they feel he can turn around the program. And who better to turn around than the guy who basically took the team into the uh, FBS? All right, what, what do I know? I know nothing. And this was all. You, you, now, you know Terry Bradshaw said Mike Tomlin is a great cheerleader guy, but I don't know what he does. I don't think he is a great coach at all. Tomlin's response was classic. He goes, what do I know? I grew up a Dallas fan, in particular, a Hollywood Henderson fan. Now, Henderson once said a Terry Bradshaw, he is so dumb, he couldn't spell cat if you spotted him a C and an A. Wow. Now, none of this stuff would have happened. You know, without social media, we wouldn't hear half of this stuff. But that's pretty impressive, right? I'll tell you, this guy, Joe Williams, for a guy who decided to call it quits on a career, you know, said, hey, you know, I retired and come back. He just caught a screen pass and looked, made it effortless. I mean, he just like, boom, boom. You know what? It's funny. A guy just put a U up with his hands for Utah. I, I, yeah, I, the only U I think of is Miami. I'm sorry. Utah, love you to death. Love you to death. But actually, I really, and the uniforms are pretty cool. They got red. He just took the screen pass. I don't know what did he take? it like forty, fifty yards. He is awesome to watch. I'll tell you. For a guy who said he had enough, I'll tell. I give him a shot in the pros. Guy looks like he got revitalized. What I'm talking, he he went like fifty-six yards on that little dipsy doodle, wide open. This game's exciting, man. They're just going down like crazy. Oh, they said it was down at the one. They were down at the four-yard line. They went 95 yards in two plays just now, Utah. Just like bam, 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 two plays. Lighting it up. But how do you like that? <laughs> I forgot that Hollywood editor said Bradshaw. He is so dumb he couldn't spell cat if you spotted him a C and an A. And how about, now I I want to thank uh, Steve, Stephen Ruiz. Uh, he's from For the Win. Seahawks D with uh, with and without Earl Thomas. Now, this is a very random stat, but QBs targeting deep middle were completing 14.3% of passes for 3, 8, 3.8 yards per attempt and a 13.9 passer rating with Thomas in the lineup. Since he went down over 71% completion, over 29 yards per attempt, and a 153 passer rating. Hot damn. That's what I have to say on that front. They, they, could, have, they could be one and done in the playoffs, the Seahawks. We shall see. We shall see. Still early. Now, Cowboys. I don't. I think they said it's going to be Sanchez, but we're not sure. The backing up as opposed to Romo. Now he wants to keep play, playing because he if, if and because and it's not because the franchise mark. He's tied right now with Ben Roethlisberger for the most wins by a rookie quarterback at thirteen. Now, since the loss to the Giants, he's 47 of 56 passing for 491 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. On the season, he has 23 touchdowns, four INTs, and he's now fifth on the NFL's rookie passage yard list with 3,630 yards. He needs 110, and he'll pass Peyton Manning, who did 3,739 in 1998. 1998. Now... Ezekiel Elliott's got a little tougher. He needs, he's going to need 178 against the Eagles, and his highest was Week 15, 159 against Tampa Bay to break Eric Dickerson's uh, yardage list. But he is at 1631. He is only 43 yards behind. Man, George Rogers out of South Carolina, he was a beast. And then he had some drug problems whatever. But when he came in the league, I forgot. He ran for 1674 with New Orleans in, 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 in 81. Amazing. And think about this: that Prescott and Elliott, the best rookie quarterback and running back in Cowboy history. Also, they could set a franchise record. Franchise has never won 14 games in a season, which I didn't know. The highest highest 13. They can set a franchise record with the 14th win as a team, and that's what you in a team mark. That's what the best thing is. Hey, you know what? I really, I'm really curious to see once the playoffs start how they're going to do because. Cowboys had a little bump in the road. Not even a bump in the road. They lost the game to, they lost the game to the Giants, and they had played a couple of games where they were iffy or whatever. And then they came back and did things that you know. Even when they weren't playing well, they still getting in the wins. You know, other teams aren't playing. You know, the Giants aren't scoring a lot of points. And then they well, they lost their last game. But the Giants weren't playing. If you're not playing well but winning, it's one thing. But if you're playing not playing well and losing, it's another thing, right? But the Cowboys, when you think about it, they're 13-2. and They're 13-0 against the NFL and 0-2 against the Giants. And the Giants are going to have to go, it looks like, either they're going to go to Green Bay. I think they're going to go to Detroit. And Detroit has only won one playoff game since 1957. I don't think they're going to get to that. And then they would end up playing. That'd be interesting. If they won, that means they'd be the lowest. No, the sixth. There's a chance they could play Dallas again. That would be interesting. Going to be a lot of pressure, especially Dallas is going to have the, uh, a buy, and they're going to have two weeks to wait. Sometimes it, a team you want to keep playing, and the teams that like the, that's why the wild card teams have been playing week to week. It kind of helps them. Some of those teams come in after two weeks off after having the buy and everything. It hurts the teams more than it helps them. We, sh- we shall see. It's still early, right? Still early. And Russell Westbrook just at, has thirty triple doubles in a calendar year. That's only second to the big O Oscar Robinson, who had thirty four in a calendar year. 15 in 31 games. That's pretty impressive. 15 triple-duddles, triple-doubles in 31 games. Guy's a beast, man. Guy's a beast. This is what happens to Listen to this. If the Packers and Lions tie, they both make the playoffs and the skins are out. It's entirely illegal. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. How about that? Crazy, right? Crazy. Wow. And uh, LeBron James was named the Male Athlete of the Year. He also won in 2000, Associated Press Male Athlete of the Year. Also won That's as I said, 2013. Come on. After the year ad, they won the championship in Cleveland. Enough said right there. I, it's not even up for debate with me. Now, I thought this was kind of interesting for the bowl games. They, uh, now, NCAA allows bowl committees to spend 5 50 on each player. James Franklin, Franklin Coach, of Emily Kaplan, uh, she wrote this article, uh, Penn State, he gets a $200,000 bonus if his team plays in any bowl game, and that's around the industry standard. And she said, well, why? what if the, the like, for Lender Fournette, what if the sponsor of the Citrus Bowl, or the Citrus Bowl and the sponsor, Buffalo Wild Wings, said, hey, you know what? We want Fournette to play. We'll pay him $40,000. They could do it, couldn't they? You know, she said, why not give him something a little bigger incentive than an Apple Watch for their... Efforts. Also, they feel that uh, Andy Staple of SI Sport Illustrated said, let red shirts and transfers play without the typical consequences. Because, you know, coaches treat the bowl games as a start to next season. How many seniors are replaced by younger players happens all the time. Seniors get a lot less reps and feel demoted. And, you know, these seniors represent the drafts middle to lower class. And for these players, a the bowl game is viewed as an NFL tryout. You know, is there a way to appease them? Probably not. That's why the situation is, you know, just it's it's a tough situation. I kind of like, you know, you know, it, it's like a, uh, you know, Tiger Woods when he uh, tournaments, he'll get an appearance fee. I feel some of the, you know, the bigger stars. Hey, that's what you're paying to see the stars. You're not paying to see certain people. You're pay, you're paying to see the big the big wigs. I don't mind that. I'm okay with that. And how about this? The Bills Bills uh, Jets game. Anthony Lynn, who is also the offensive coordinator, he's basically thrown under the bus because it, they said it was a business decision, but E.J. Manuel is going to start over Tyrod Taylor in the season finale. Both teams are out of the playoffs. And there was speculation that Ryan was canned because he he wouldn't uh, bench Taylor on Sunday. Now, Taylor, before the season, signed a five-year, $90 million contract. The thing is, a lot of it was this year. He's making over $9 million, and they can opt out after the season and I saw someone put up something of Tyrod uh, Taylor becoming a jet next year. Listen, I, so I want to look up the stats. This year, over 3,023 yards, which is a little less than last year, but he's also definitely not playing the full season. 17 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 89.7 rating, 61.7 completion percentage. You know, EJ Manuel, 6-10 and 10 as a starter. He's in the last final year of his rookie contract. He has not shown me diddly, diddly. And I talked about uh, Kyrie Robinson broke his leg. He's out. Well, Brandon Burks uh, is an undrafted free agent out of Troy by Green Bay after this year's draft. Final cut by the Packers in September. Made the practice squad for nine days in November. Released and signed with the Jets. And he was signed to the Jets practice squad on December 14th. I mean, think about this guy. This guy gets final cut with the Packers. Then he's put on the practice squad. Then he's uh, nine days in November. Then he's released. Then he's signed by the Jets, signed to the practice squad. I mean, it's just like these guys, I mean, think about it. They have to get an apartment. They're this over the summer. So he's in He's in Green Bay for all. But, I mean, it is It is a tough way to live, man. It is a tough way to live. And uh, one more thing on the Giants. Giants have gone four consecutive games with, without scoring more than 19 points. They haven't scored more than 28. in a a game, in a season this year. And Rashad Jennings says, everyone's going to play Sunday. We need the best ball. We need our best ball to be ahead offensively. Have to be complimentary to our defense that's been playing lights out for us this whole entire year. They have to fix it. You know, they they got some things they have to work out. They really do. They have to work some things out. Like ASAP. ASAP. All right. I need to go to bed very shortly because I have to be up early. To I'm going to the city tomorrow. Got a little training session, and I'm I'm, I'm very. No, I'm not. It's all right. It's all good. It's all good. Gonna watch. A, I think I'm gonna watch a little bit of bowl, little bowl game. Actually, no. I'm reading this great book on Kobe Bryant called Showtime. I'm about 120 pages, 600 page book. It is fantastic. If you get a look up Showtime Kobe Bryant, it is fantastic reading. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. All right. Peace out. Have a good night.